Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport. With the help of our local experts, follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. On today's show, Quaveris Crouch makes it official. Sort of. It's official. He's coming to Michigan State. And uh, we'll talk about that. We're going to do some other transfer stuff, maybe sprinkling some spring game talk. And then Matt's got a mystery segment that he will not tell me what it's about. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Wednesday, April 28th. The year is 2021. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my feeling kind of quasi co-host, Matt sure Sheehan. Am. That's right. Pipe it up, baby. Let's go. Quavo in the house. Uh, yeah, man, that's uh, that's a nice old get here for your Michigan State Spartans, Will. <laughs> you like to see that. Just a little mm, former top 65 recruit in the country just moseying up. Peace, Lansing. Why don't you? Mr. Quayfaris Crouch. Uh, Welcome. I'm losing it over here, Will. Sorry. I really thought when he showed up to the spring game in an MSU jersey with his name on the back that he was going to somewhere else. I really thought. You talk about the ultimate smoke signal, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who 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 is the, I think he uh, I think it was Lavert Hill. I think two days before his announcement date, he wore all Penn State gear to school. Yes. The day before he all wore Michigan State gear to school. And like by the time you do it the second day, it's like, oh okay, you're just effing with everyone, and of course yeah. he went to Michigan. But what a what a complete smoke signal that would have been to show up in your own jersey <laughs> to MSU spring game. I wouldn't even be upset. I'd be like, all right, this guy is really into trolling people and he does it very well, so but not the case, so we're happy about it. Indeed. Um, that'll be what we start the show off with today. Quiris Crouch, we're going to talk about him as a player, the addition, what it means for your Michigan State Spartans, and then we can do some additional portal talk. There's an interesting tweet from MLive's Matt Wenzel today, uh, oh, yeah. and if we need to, I have a couple spring game thoughts to uh, toss out there as well, and we'll... We'll be, like gradually be tossing some spring game stuff in there as we kind of push through these slower months uh, until we tone it down to three episodes per week, which uh, apparently will not be happening in May. We just got word that we're going to continue with five episodes throughout May, so we'll see uh, how that goes and if we do tone it down. But yeah, spring game stuff will kind of lean on that uh, at different times, so... That's plan. Oh yeah, and then third segment. Matt has a surprise. I don't know what it is. So that's plan for today's show. It's a game for you and for the listeners to play along ah, with. Will that's I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. That's right. Fantastic. I hope that's it's a right. game. Game. No, but it is a oldie but a goodie. Will I'll leave oh. it at that. I'll leave it at that. What week is it? Will what week is it? Oh my God! Yes, yes! I can't wait! I cannot wait! (laughs) That is the plan for today's show. Reminded to rate review. You could do it with the Tigers again. Uh, Rate review. Subscribe (laughs) to the podcast. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, five days a week. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every single day. Yeah. Bang! Nice, nice. Quaveras Crouch. Quay yeah, fine. Uh, good, Quavo. good football Quavo. player, right? I, I'd imagine he's okay. Quavo. Yeah. Yep. Um, he's a good football player. He, I would be stunned. Uh, 
if he wasn't one of the two starting linebackers for uh, Michigan State once they open up the fall season. He started 10 games for Tennessee last season uh, as a true sophomore. I think he had like 50-something tackles. Uh, played in a handful of games as a true freshman after making the switch. He was a five-star running back recruit uh, on one service, but was a consensus high four-star top 70 recruit. And yeah, had a pretty decent productive season for Tennessee, despite them not being uh, an excellent football team this last year. And he hit the portal once Jeremy Pruitt was fired and he is now coming to Michigan State. This is something that we've been whispering around, chattering about in the background. Yeah, probably not, just normal level volume. Yeah, yeah. Not fully putting a name out with the news, uh, but this has been in the works for a long time. This is a commitment that happened behind the scenes. Oh, gosh, it's been more than a month. Um, yeah, hot minute, right? It's been a while um, since this first happened, and then, you know, it, it always seemed solid and fine. There was never, I think, any sort of, like, risk that I heard of. Uh, it was just, you know, that kind of process, taking it slow. Tennessee hired a new coach. Wanted to see maybe if that was an option for him to go back, get the feel for that. You know, it's just, it's a process. It's an important decision, so that sort of stuff can take time. But I believe, despite uh, Chris Solari <laughs> not buying it yet, <laughs> that was hilarious. I respect that. Hey, I'm going to wait until the ink <laughs> is dried on, on the hey, paperwork, man. You know what? He's <laughs> not si- he is not signed. Um. No. no he's, he's, he's technically correct. Yeah. <laughs> Say what you will. Um, but it seems pretty locked in that Coivares yeah. Crouch is transferring to Michigan State. So the what was the thinnest spot on the Michigan State football team, even more so than tight end, coming into – this last offseason was linebacker and they addressed it in a big way that you had two guys that had played snaps, one who had played starter snaps, the other one who had played sparingly in Noah Harvey and Chase Klein, Chase Klein respectively. And Klein was dinged up for the spring game. I'm not sure the extent of his injury, but he's out hurt right now. So at the spring game, you had a single linebacker who had played college football before Matt that is not that's not ideal no of course not and so you see the high rankings you see that he came from Tennessee you see that he started all these games and of course the first thought is like oh my god this guy's gonna be a dynamite all-world linebacker like this is awesome and that could very well be the case I mean he's a fine player no doubt but Uh I don't think it's that as much as it just straight up is we get a day one starter right yep. off the bat like yep. this isn't someone who's going to come in here and compete for a spot like like tank brown for example like a young guy like him uh this isn't a guy that's like oh well this will be a nice little battle to have for linebacker nope Mm-mm. no we needed a linebacker that could just play day one not sure if who we have right now is the optimal option and i think Obviously, the coaching staff saw that too, mm-hmm. and that's why they reeled in Crouch because, yeah, that guy's going to be your no question about it, not even a position battle. Day one starter, 
And East Lansing, of course, barring injury. Duh. But yeah, man, I mean, hey, we, we could talk about if he's going to be this elite player later on. I mean, he's got three years of eligibility left, too, wow. which I also love. If he's not, he has room to grow into that. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's an awesome get. Um, duh. Like, I, I hate when people say that about dynamite transfers. Like, oh, it's a good get for the team. Yeah, no kidding. Thanks a lot. But I, what else can you say other than it? It's an awesome get. It's clutch. It's crucial. And, oh, it's just it's just Mel Tucker doing what he does, baby. That's right. <laughs> you, you have a linebacker group that went from Noah Harvey and Chase Klein to now Noah Harvey, Chase Klein, Quaveras Crouch, Ben Van Summeren, mm-hmm. Tank yep. Brown and sure. Ma'a Nauteote. Ooh, nice. And whatever the heck they do with uh, Drew Jordan. So and Drew Jordan's going to play defensive end. Is it? Okay. Never yes. mind. Carry on. Yes, he's he's too big to play linebacker. Um, I figured he's on the bigger side. but. And then whatever you get from any of like the redshirt freshmen, Devin Hightower, true, or whoever's true. left, um, is, is a bonus, right? You you've now have a group of six... Five guys and one incoming freshman that you're like, okay, there's something here. We only play two of these guys at a time. Right. Out of this group, we can figure out two <laughs> capable players, whereas before it was just like, well, if no Harvey and Chase Klein don't work out, boy, are we in trouble. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. So no they, addressed, yeah. they addressed a the position of need with a, a talented football player and – you know, we can get a little bit more into the weeds on what he does, and eventually I will do mm-hmm. some film stuff. All the, the new transfers, once it's legitimately official and they start school in a month or so, I'm going to start coming out with my like sort of film breakdowns of guys who have film, and Crouch will probably be the first one. But um, when it's good, when he's playing well, when he makes a good play, it is holy bleep good like it, it can be really fantastic he can make a read hit it real quick blow up a block and destroy a, a running back in a blink of an eye he can absolutely get downhill and crush people but he's still inconsistent you can tell he's still sort of figuring it out I mean he was a true sophomore his first season playing full-time as a linebacker in the SEC that's not the easiest assignment, especially considering he's a converted (laughs) (laughs) running back. So there are moments of indecision. There are moments where he gets caught up in the wash and it just sort of looks like he's not seeing everything as well as he could. And sometimes his drops aren't great in pass coverage. And and sometimes he doesn't time things up right. And that's stuff that will come with time. I I think I saw somebody describe him as like, Oh, he seems like a, a a project. Like, no, he's, He's, he's mean, not a project. He is a good, like a capable, 90% done project. Yeah. He's, he's a good, <laughs> capable linebacker with a ton of upside who has some raw edges. Like he just needs more work, more seasoning. I will remind you, Antoine Simmons did not play at Michigan State for his first four years. It or first three yeah. years. It took him until year four to get on the field, and he was behind um, Andrew Dowell. It's not like he was behind a first round guaranteed linebacker. He was behind a really solid college linebacker. It just takes time sometimes. Uh, in that position, you got a lot of responsibilities. There's a lot of things to do. The more you do it, the more comfortable you'll be within, uh, be within the position. So I have high hopes for him and his future. I think he's a really solid player. He's going to come in and be, you know, one of the better players on the defense. You know, one of the top three guys on the defense and has as much of a ceiling as anybody 
on the team because of his athletic profile and the position that he plays. So let's pause here for a sec. We'll come back and Matt, you can pull up that, uh, that stat or that fact, whatever you want to call it from Matt Wenzel. And we can discuss that first a word from built bar. Build those bars, baby. That's right. Sorry, my, my, my throat's not all there today, so I can't go yeah. guttural on you. My bad. No, that's yeah. okay. Matt Matt's officially part of the Pfizer fam. I've, I've got the fist of Pfizer settling in right now. The second dose is slowly creeping into me. Yeah, so That's okay. It'd uh, be like that sometimes. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and the new and improved formula is even more delicious. couple of our favorites. Raspberry cheesecake, banger. Mm-hmm. White chocolate birthday cake, absolute heater. The goat. Hitter. The goat. The goat. Cookie dough coconut. chunk. Oh, I was going to say uh, coconut Co- brownie chunk. Sorry. Coconut brownie Sorry. chunk. Churro puff. Like the list goes oh, on puff. and on. All these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And they're not just delicious on your taste buds. They're delicious on your body. Body. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Great for a keto diet. Great for any diet, Matt. Great for yeah, any absolutely. one. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED, the number 15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okie dokie. <laughs> Artichoke. Okay, so do you have the that Matt Wenzel tweet pulled up, Matt? I sure do, Will. Uh, All right. Yeah, it has, yeah, it has uh, to do with transfers in and out of Michigan State football and how mm-hmm. they compare. There's been a lot of talk about, like, wow, Michigan State is certainly hitting the portal a lot. Yes, there's been, like, 25 out and 17 in or whatever it is. But there's kind of a difference between the two, Matt. So why don't you take it from here? Yeah, no doubt. This kind of goes hand in hand with what we talked about for maybe like a minute yesterday. Um, It really paints a good picture here. So here we go. Michigan State Scholarship Transfer Additions by Conference. So this is the conferences where everyone is coming from that is going to MSU next year. The ACC leads with four players. SEC, they have three transfers from the SEC. Big Ten, three. Uh, mm-hmm. Pac-12, one. AAC, one. Sunbelt, one. And shout out to Kendall Brooks, Division Two. You have one player from mm-hmm. D2. Uh, that's a lot of math. I think that's 14 total that uh, Matt Wenzel counted up right there. Mm-hmm. Let's take a let's take a trip down to um, the the rosters that a uh, previous coaching staff built here. MSU transfers out so far by conference, so these are guys that have left Michigan State, and this is the conference they are in right now. The MAC four. Mm-hmm. That's the leader in the clubhouse. SEC, two, of course, with uh, Trayvon Morgan and Luke Fulton going to Kentucky. Yep. AAC, you have two. Big Ten, you have one. That's Max Rosenthal to Illinois. Pac-12, one. Chris Jackson to Washington State. Uh, mm-hmm. Conference USA, you have one. I'm drawing a blank there. And Sunbelt, you have one as well. And, of course, with the recent additions to the portal, you got a lot of other guys just swimming around right now. Um, I feel like someone well, went to you, Western Kentucky. Is that the Conference USA? Oh, that could be it. That sounds right, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, the other kid from Belleville. Davey on Williams? Yes, I feel like he yeah. went to Western Kentucky. I could be gotcha. wrong, but... I'll take your word for it. You know, that sounds correct, so I'm just going to roll with it here. Um, You know me. I, I love Mark D'Antonio uh, like a family member. You know, he just did sensational things for, for us as a big Spartan family. Mm-hmm. Um, 
with that said, I, we got to get some of this bonus money back, man. Like with, with these rosters that were constructed, man. Oh, Mark. Uh, I love you, but what were we doing here in the later years, man? I I, I knew it wasn't good. I It's it's only gotten like worse somehow um, with figuring out where all these kids are getting asked to play once they transfer out of here. But I digress. Things are getting better. Sunnier days ahead. Won't be too hung up on it, but wow, what a what a picture so eloquently painted by Matt Wenzel there, Will. What do you say? Yeah, it's... Tell him. It is. Yeah, and Davion Williams uh, is going to Western Kentucky. There we go. Yeah, it, it's, it's telling because you would think even like Julian Barnett and Devontae Dobbs were in college for two years and both were top 100 recruits. Uh, and maybe yeah. they had some Power 5 schools sniffing around them. They ended up at Memphis, which is an AAC school that is better than a handful of Power 5 schools, right? Absolutely, the, yep. If you can go play at Memphis or Kansas, you should probably go play at Memphis. Uh, absolutely, yeah. And Brad Salem was there. There's a connection, so it, it sure. made some yep. sense. <clears throat> so, you know, it, it's 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 kind of a lot of that, though. Like, those are the top... 100 guys those are the top and high-end recruits that Michigan State lost through the portal and they ended up at Memphis you know Max Rosenthal goes to Illinois and technically it's a power five school in the Big Ten it's a fullback right there's like six schools still using a fullback Illinois happens to be one of them he's a good fullback that makes sense it's almost like misleading in a way even with that one and you know, like Chris Jackson, Washington State kind of falls into a similar spot, a lower level power five. Like nobody left Michigan State and Alabama called. No. Texas called. Steve Sarkeesian wasn't calling either. Florida no. State called. Lincoln USC Riley wasn't called. picking up the horn. Notre Dame <laughs> no. called. Like Yeah. <laughs> and it's not that these schools aren't at all interested in transfers. Oklahoma Brought in a bunch of transfers. They do it oh, all the please. time. Yeah, yeah, Tried to course. steal one from Michigan State and Jared Horst. Yeah. So I, I think it's just a case of, yeah, there's a couple guys that left that you wish they would have stuck around just because of potential, right? Trayvon Morgan. Luke Fulton was a disciplinary sure. thing. Of course, yeah. He seemed like a good prospect. Uh, even Julian Barnett, because of his athletic profile, if he could ever make it work, cl- have it click for him at corner, it could be something interesting. Certainly there are some guys like, man, I wish they kind of stuck around. But a lot of this is just... I was going to say some, yeah. A, a lot of it's just clearing room. Guys who didn't see the field, weren't going to see the field, had previously saw the field, and weren't going to be seeing it anymore in the future. That's the reality of the situation. And some of the guys they brought in, like the transfers they brought in come from two camps. Good players who wanted something different. Kenneth Walker, Quaveras sure. Crouch, Jarrett Horst, Anthony Russo, yeah. uh, Kendall Brooks, right, who was a really good sure. safety in his conference at D2 and now wants to jump up a level. Or it's Malik Carr. Um, oh, my God. Da, 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 Tank Brown. Yeah. The class of 2020 guys who never even got their college career started, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it was right. Marky Lowry had an injury Lowry. early. Uh, Christian Fitzpatrick was hurt, started the last game at Louisville. His brother goes to the NFL, so he hits the portal, comes back to Michigan, right? Sort of mm-hmm. two camps. It's additional players in the class of 2020 
and it's guys who are proven players who either wanted to jump up a level or their coach got fired or Kenneth Walker didn't like the system he was in, wanted to be in a more pro-style system where he was able to be a receiver and didn't just get to pass block every single time. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they brought in. They brought in guys that are either ready to, to impact the team right now or have really nice high-end futures potential, like Tank Brown, Malik Carr, like really good four-star recruits that could be something down the line. So, yeah, they when these kids are hitting the portal – a lot of people may look at it and be like, oh man, what's going on there? But like, this is just like, this is the plan. This is all part of the plan. It's just been executing a plan. You can't, you know, they come in the door, they, maybe they don't like the 2019 and 2020 class for D'Antonio. They look at their freshmen and sophomores and like, this isn't going to work for us. This isn't, these guys don't all match up to what we need. It's not in the job description to have to keep them and turn it into a three-year project, right? The class of 2020, Mel Tucker does not have the responsibility of D'Antonio's 2020 class. If he feels like it's going to hold him back, then he's got to do what he's got to do. He's not going to let it hurt him for four or five years. They're going to move on. And now there's certainly players already from the 2020 class that are contributing and are going to continue to. The receivers have been good. Angelo Gross, good. Couple of D linemen. Simeon Barrow looks like a player. Uh, Piotrowski got on the field, right? Darius Snow. There's some good players in that class, but like, you can't be beholden to the other guy's recruiting class if it doesn't fit your defensive scheme. It doesn't fit what you want from an athletic profile. And there's no sense in just keeping it around and making it a four year thing, right? Those guys are all going to be there for four more years. If it's not going to work now, it's not going to work in four years, Matt. No, totally, man. I mean, it, it's a complete destruction and rebuild as soon yeah. as you possibly can, which is great. I mean, yeah, because I, I don't know. It, it's the Shiana route, what he did last year with Rutgers. Like, you get in, you just start wreaking havoc immediately. And, you know, not every coach yep. is like that. Some don't really dabble in the transfer portal. And those are usually the coaches that are out within, well, uh, three, four years or whenever they reach a, an agreeable number on their buyout where uh, the program wants to part ways with them. So. Yeah, like, the breaks. Last year's team had one of the weakest rosters in the last 20-plus years at Michigan State, and that's evidenced by what we're going to talk about tomorrow, NFL draft talent, right? Bang, absolutely. You got it. So it, it's, um, it's, an, it's not a fun thing to have happen. It's not... I mean, it's exciting in a way, but you feel bad for the kids. I'm kind of having fun. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, for like the kids, like you feel bad, like they're gonna uh, go course. find new teams yeah. and nah, I know. whatever. I know. But it, it's kind of like a necessary thing to make the program his, and that's what he was brought in to do. That's what he's getting paid a lot of money to do. He's not gonna fart around at five and seven for three years and then try to okay, now we're gonna hit the trail. We got my guys. Like that's not how this works. All right, we're going to pause here. We'll come right back for segment three, and Matt's going to surprise me. Well, I know what the game is now, but he's going to surprise you, the listener, with an absolute all-time classic game of ours. But first, a word from BetOnline. .ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on. We'll be talking about it tomorrow. And the Kentucky 
Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC mixed martial arts action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. One word, Locked On, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Matt, I'm just going to... I'm going to give you the reins here. You're in charge, buddy. Sure. Go. Yeah, this is an oldie bit of goodie. If you were one of the four people that would listen to our first podcast called The Three Gas Bags with Paul Costanzo back in the day, this game is probably very near and dear to your heart. Um, back then, I gave a list of uh, random names, and it was either the name of a jockey in the upcoming Kentucky Derby or a, uh, I think it was a Tigers player, a Tigers prospect the, or something yeah. like that. It was a. It was the game was Detroit Tiger or Kentucky Derby or Jockey. Kentucky Derby Jockey. That, we that's, went, that's right. Yeah, we went three for fifteen. <laughs> yeah. So right here in front of me, I have twelve names. They okay. are either a jockey running in the Kentucky Derby this weekend, or an MSU athlete, past or present. Okay. How easy is that? I mean, we're all Spartans here. We love our Spartans. How how can we possibly <laughs> do bad at this game, Will? All right. Are you ready? Pretty easy I'm... to figure out. I mean, you can play at home uh, if you're listening to this right now. It's, yeah, see if you could beat Will for us. Uh, for I'm ready. Now. All right. Tony Bushifero. <laughs> Tony Bushifero. Is he on a horse this weekend or was he a Spartan? Uh, Spartan. One for one, Will. Well yes! done. He, bonus points. Uh, what sport? What position? <laughs> Coxman, crew. Uh, no, right-handed pitcher from 2009 to 2012 on the baseball <laughs> team. How about uh, Kendrick Carmushi? Kendrick Carmushi? Kendrick Carmushi. Or Kendrick Carmosh. Probably Kendrick Carmosh. Kendrick Carmosh. Now I'm reading this again. Athlete. Spartan athlete. He will be riding Bourbonic, who has 30 to 1 odds in this weekend's Kentucky Derby. That puts you back at even one for two, Will. How about Mr. Flavian Pratt? Mr. Flavian Pratt. Will he be on a horse or is he a Spartan? He's got to be a jockey. He will be riding Hot yes. Rod Charlie, the fourth yes. highest odds horse at 8 to 1 in this weekend's run for the Flavian Roses. Flavian Pratt. Flavian Pratt, first ballot all-name team right there. All right, number four, Giuseppe Barone. Giuseppe Barone. 100% a jockey. 100% a soccer midfielder from 2016 <laughs> to 2019 for your Michigan State Spartans men soccer team. It's a perfect jockey name. Honestly, I, I saw that name and I was like, hell yes, this is, this is what this game's all about. <laughs> Giuseppe Barone. Giuseppe Barone. Giuseppe Barone. All right, Incredible. how about number five? This is to get you above 500 again. Okay. Ricardo Santana Jr. Ricardo Santana Jr. I feel like... Oh. Spartan athlete. Super Stocks jockey coming up this weekend at 30-1. Ah. to 1. Ricardo Santana Jr. The, that, I, that puts I you overthought at two. it. 
And I overthought I it. I was I like, that is, that's a jockey's name. That's too easy. Of course. And I, I overthought you, you, it. Yeah, you get a lot of like Spanish names, Italian names in you here. Do, you do, yeah, you do. Just like this next one that I got for you. Nick Williams. Nick Williams. Is he on a horse <laughs> or is he a Spartan? <laughs> Spartan. If he's the jockey. <laughs> He is a Spartan. He is currently on the okay. tennis team. So okay. good luck to you uh, on your upcoming season, Mr. Williams, if you're listening right now. All right. How about Drayden Van Dyke? Drayden there's no, Van Dyke. There's no way that's a jockey. Spartan. He will be on Like the King this Saturday <laughs> at, at the atrocious odds of 50 to 1. You know, I got to say, there's a lot of diversity with, with the jockeys. Yeah. <laughs> this, this year, there really Drayden. is. What, yeah. what kind of, what ethnicity is Drayden? I could look this up really what is quick. Drayden's you get a lot of Van Dykes on a horse, right? I mean, it's it's very rare that you see that. Um, let's see, but uh, he's from Arkansas. He's, he's from <laughs> Arkansas. <laughs> no, he's, he's from all places. <laughs> yes, he is. I'm, I'm dead serious. Mr. Drayden Van Dyke is from uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas. <laughs> born in Kentucky. Oh, born in Louisville. I'm sorry. Raised in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Yeah. Excuse me. Apologies. Are <laughs> you kidding me? No, no. So, all right, you're you're three and four right now. Three and four going into the home stretch here. I got five more names for you. Okay. Andrew Cosmano. Andrew Cosmano. Spartan. Spartan distance runner from 2011 to 2014. Very nice. There we go. Very nice hit. He's back. All right, let's go. Franklin Gomez. We got Franklin Gomez. Franklin Gomez Jockey. Mm -hmm. 133 133 133 pound wrestler who ended his career in 2009 <laughs> yeah, in East Lansing. On. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, it's a tough race. All right, we're damn it, going damn into it, the home stretch here. So here's the situation. I can't pick up a You're pattern. Uh, just I'm guessing now. I'm just. Oh, it. I went. Well, okay. Maybe Mr. David Cohen can write the shit for you here. David Cohen. I swear to God, if David Cohen is a jockey, he's he's got to be a Spartan. Keep in mind at fifty to one odds this Saturday you can watch David Cohen ride in the run for the roses. That David Cohen is a jockey uh, at fifty to one odds for this weekend. What about Brian Hernandez Jr.? This is our second junior name of of the bunch right here. Will I'm going back to Spartan athlete. One of these has to be a Spartan athlete. Well, I wouldn't because he is a jockey who will be riding Team Fury at twenty to one odds. We oh we've oh we've oh, fallen this off. Is a disaster. Last call, last call, last call. Tom what am I? Dance. Four and Tom seven. Tom Dance. Uh, you are four and seven. Yeah. Jeez. Tom Dance. Tom Dance to to take you home here. Spartan. Tom Dance was a safety in two thousand six. He was a Spartan. Will that there ends you? At a nice, I gotta say, a nice five for seven. It's Ugh. or five and seven, I, I should say. It's a it's a tough game. It's tough, uh, but you know what? God, I, I do love playing this game. I love putting this together. <laughs> it's, I, I hope everyone game. listening had some fun. Because yeah, man, it's a uh, it's a toughie. You know what I think? I think that actually, this is the third time we've done this. The first time we did this, it was uh, jockey or Spanish American War Wikipedia page uh, member. That was the is, second. That was the second time. That first was the time second was iteration. Ah, I got it flip flopped. Okay, that's right. Yeah, that's right. first yeah, time but, was the Tigers, <laughs> and it was some of my this finer time. Work. Yeah. It was this time of year. It was April, whatever, and mm-hmm. Paul and I didn't know a single Tigers player. No, it was it was tough. Like, yeah, this is like when everyone didn't know who Candelario was. Yeah. And, uh, 
or Willie oh. Castro uh, if he was in the program. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man, so. Well, I had fun. I had fun, Well, I'm excited for the run for the Roses. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll give a betting preview maybe later this week. The short version is essential quality is two for one for a reason. Uh, that's the horse that's going to win. But, yeah, we'll talk about it more this week, right? Okay. We'll also talk more. About the NFL Draft this year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live, get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's team of national experts. Subscribe to Locked On NFL's YouTube page to watch live 3D coverage, 3D, three-day coverage of the NFL, 3D coverage would be something, three-day yeah, coverage nice. of the NFL Draft starting Thursday, April 29th, running through May 1st. That's going to do it for us here on Lockdown Spartans. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back with uh, our draft preview tomorrow. We'll talk about the MSU prospects for a bit, and then we will just do a ton of first-round prop bets. So we're looking forward to that. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. Matt, fact? Uh, it is a fact, and it is about uh, a mother of the friend of a program here. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Connor George, duh. Uh, prior to becoming MSU's women's volleyball head coach, Kathy George became the first woman to coach in the NCAA Division I Final Four with Texas Arlington, shout out to Jack Hoiberg, in 1989. All right, guys, go green. There we go.